Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. At Will Sharf back with us, former federal prosecutor. He's running for Missouri Attorney General. He's also a member of the Trump legal team, and he was in court yesterday before a U.S. appeals court to remove the gag order that's been imposed in one of those cases. Will, how are you? Welcome back to 97.1 FM Talk. Doing great. Always great to, uh, to join you guys. Thanks for having me on. Your ears were burning. I know I sent you a message last week. I had uh, the opportunity to go out to dinner. Josh Hammer's been a great guest on my show for years, and I've never met him in person. He happened to be in St. Louis, and I guess you guys go back a little ways as well. It's great to see uh, Josh in person last week. Yeah, you know, Josh and I have been friends for a long time. He's a, a great conservative voice on, you know, on, on the media, in print, just about everywhere. Uh, he and I also co-founded a group called Jews Against Soros earlier this year, uh, which was an effort to fight back against the idea that opposing George Soros uh, for all the evil that he does in the world is somehow anti-Semitic. So we had a lot of fun with that. But uh, just m- more more importantly, Josh has just been an incredible friend and uh, a great supporter over the years. So I was, I was glad that you guys had the chance to connect. Well, I like him because he's a, he's a great thinking conservative. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that with you as well. Tell me about what happened in court yesterday. I have a little audio here from the judge and um, John Sauer. And let me see if I get the teams right. Was John on your legal team on the side of President Trump? Yeah, John argued the case for us in, in court yesterday in the D.C. Circuit. So give me some background, and then I'll play a little of the audio, and I might have you kind of break that down a little bit. But how, how did you guys approach this? What was the issue at stake? So what happened here in the, the D.C. federal prosecution against President Trump, uh, this is over election-related issues uh, after the 2020 election, um, the judge there, Tanya Chutkin, imposed a gag order on President Trump uh, which we believe is an unconstitutional prior restraint on core political speech. Uh, we think it was unconstitutional uh, because it was too vague. I mean, there were about seven different things that, that we laid out. Uh, but in short, this gag order was a, a blatant violation of President Trump's core First Amendment rights. Uh, so we challenged the gag order in front of the district court. Uh, the district court denied us the relief that we sought. So we appealed up to the D.C. Circuit which is just one step below the the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, We drew a panel that was three Democrat-appointed judges. Uh, But if you've listened to the the full oral arguments from from yesterday, uh, what really came out was that even they were were deeply uncomfortable uh, with the scope of this gag order. They pressed the the government's attorney, Cecil Vandevender, very hard 
uh, in terms of justifying just how broad this gag order was and how it could really negatively impact President Trump's ability uh, to campaign for president, uh, which is, of course, his First Amendment right. Uh, So John argued the case for us. He was supposed to argue for about 20 minutes. Uh, These three judges kept him up there for closer to two hours. Uh, It was really something that I haven't seen in in an appellate court argument before. I think John acquitted himself very well, and we're confident uh, that we'll get a a good order out of the D.C. Circuit. Let me play this audio, and then you you can explain it afterward. This is one of the questions from the judge, one of the judges, Pat Millett. Let's assume uh, former Vice President Mike Pence is going to testify. And it's the night before his testimony. Um, Could the defendant tweet out, Mike Pence can still fix this. Mike Pence can still do the right thing if he says the right stuff tomorrow. First of all, is that communicating with the witness? If it's just broadcasting a statement of core political speech on social media, likely not. How would you explain that exchange uh, further, Will? So the judges were pushing at this issue of when uh, First Amendment protected political speech can turn into uh, something like jury tampering or witness tampering. Uh, They pressed John with hypothetical after hypothetical after hypothetical. Uh, The point that John kept coming back to, uh, which is the, the correct point in my view, uh, is that the, the First Amendment guarantees President Trump uh, his, his core political speech rights. No court in American history uh, has ever imposed a gag order like this on a candidate for public office. Uh, the core of the First Amendment is, is prior restraints on political speech, is saying that a, a political actor can't uh, say something political uh, before they even say it. And that's what this gag order does. Uh, so it was an interesting hypothetical. There were many, many more. What if President Trump says this? What if President Trump says that? Uh, our view, though, is that this gag order, as as worded as stated, uh, was so wildly overbroad and so violative of the First Amendment uh, that I think no no court in good conscience uh, will let it stand as written. So it, when, when's the ruling expected? I mean, you would expect something relatively quickly. You would anticipate something, right? So the D.C. Circuit uh, stayed the gag order, uh, stayed its implementation while they considered this matter. They made us brief this on an incredibly tight time frame. Uh, you know, just a couple weeks, whereas these cases can normally drag on for months. Uh, We expect an order pretty quickly. But in the meantime, uh, importantly, President Trump's First Amendment rights are not being violated. The gag order is not in effect. Uh, But I would expect to see an order, you know, really any time, maybe as soon as, as Monday or Tuesday. Is it an all or nothing proposition? In other words, is there some room for the court to rule in a way that gives more specific guidelines than either there's a gag order or there's not a gag order. Does that make sense, that question? Yeah, they could strike down the gag order in its entirety. Uh, They could uh, strike down parts of it or try to limit it and and remand it back to the district court uh, for her to issue a new gag order in in light of their order. Uh, We obviously have an option of appealing this up to the Supreme Court, of, of filing for a writ of certiorari and attempting to have the Supreme Court get involved. Uh, this court, you know, we've got some outstanding conservative justices on it, uh, justices who are particularly committed to the First Amendment. Uh, and I think we would, uh, we, would ha- we would have options there if whatever result we get out of the D.C. Circuit uh, d- doesn't protect President Trump's core First Amendment rights. 
Yeah, this isn't, you know, a lot of these issues are like this, you know, because you, you fight on legal grounds all the time. But th- this seems to me one of those issues that it shouldn't matter what side of politics you're on. And maybe the, the court yesterday understands that from the questions that they asked and from your anticipation that they that they feel that this goes too far. Because just just hearing the way that you break it down and obviously the government would have a different position on this makes no sense to have that level of a gag order. Well, the, the government was at one point, Cecil Vandevender said that President Trump can't call potential witnesses liars uh, because that could prejudice a jury as to their credibility, but he could call them untruth tellers. Uh, I mean, that's the fine line that they were trying to draw. Uh, but as you said, this really does cut across political, uh, political divides. And before the district court, the ACLU, which is obviously an organization that is no friend of President Trump, uh, filed an amicus, uh, an amicus brief, wow. uh, essentially supporting our position, saying that, you know, no, a court can't just uh, run roughshod over the First Amendment and, and attempt to curtail political speech in such a radical way. That's fascinating. And I like that when, when things like that happen, when you're, you're trying to address real issues, that might be helpful. All right, Will, that's a great update on this because I think there was a little confusion. But you're hoping, sounds to me like you could have a ruling maybe by early next week, right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, I think it'll come quickly. And, and as I said, in the meantime, the, the circuit court's stay is in effect and President Trump isn't bound by this gag order. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing what the what the D.C. circuit comes down with. And then we'll obviously assess our options going forward. Does this uh, but would, would this then potentially set a precedent in in the um, in the way that since there's so many, let's face it, he's facing a lot of different states and a lot of different courts, but would, would another potential gag order then be thwarted by this ruling or because it might be a different type of gag order, then you'd have to go at it again? So there's actually, there's been another gag order imposed against President Trump uh, in the civil action currently pending in New York courts that was brought against him uh, by Attorney General Letitia James in New York. Uh, that gag order has actually also been stayed by the appellate division of the New York courts. Uh, so time and time again now, we've seen these courts attempt to restrict uh, President Trump's core political speech. And time and time again, uh, these orders uh, seem to be going up on appeal and facing uh, much more skeptical appellate judges who, who I think really understand uh, what's at stake yeah. here. And what's at stake is, is the very core of the First Amendment. That's Will Scharf, who uh, argued on the part of President Trump yesterday in D.C. He's running for Missouri Attorney General. Will, it's always great to have some an analysis from you, legal analysis on the show. I appreciate it. You have a great Thanksgiving, and let us know how this turns out. Maybe we'll hear next week. Likewise, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. Audio cut of the day, coming up next. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.